Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, what's happening, guys? Nothing much. So, so we can have both of you in here. Yeah. Let's talk about salt, saltwater bass. Let's talk about competing. Uh-huh. You guys compete against each other, right? No, me, me and Jeff actually teamed up a couple oh, times man. when uh, other partners weren't available. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, a little bit of both. What well, the first time we took second place? Second and big bass. And big bass beat out the SBS. Uh, yeah. <laughs> beat out the Aruru by uh, yeah, one yeah. tenth. Swept the leg on Andy Wright. <laughs> one hundredth, right? <laughs> <laughs> So you guys have any good stories of you guys fishing the competitions, like some funny stories? Yeah, that was a good story. I mean, we're backside of Clemente, and, uh, you know, it was almost time to leave because you're limited when you get out there. You mm-hmm. know, you have a small window, and we needed that kicker, man. And I hooked into this bass off the edge of a kelp, and as soon as you get hit by one of those, you just know it's a nice bass. And yeah. I'm just screaming, get the fucking net. <laughs> get the fucking net. And I think he even missed it a few times. Yeah, that was a nice one. That was over seven pounds. Yeah, it was a little over seven, I think. Yeah. yeah. Damn, dude. A nice That's little paycheck. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you guys have been have you been fishing as long as as uh, Gary? Or I think he's been of... he's been more fishing bass more than I have. He was probably I into s- it. I started with SWBA probably about eight years ago. Really? Yeah, my partner Chris and I, who you guys both know, I mean, yeah, growing up in Whittier here. What's up, Chris? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we bought a boat off of uh, James, who used to be the part uh, the partner of yeah. Eric for that. So. Which was funny because when we talked to Eric, I'm like, I don't know who that is. He's like, you ever heard of DOF? I'm like, yeah, I know Phil from DOF. (laughs) And that's when I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So So, uh, we bought a boat from uh, him. He uh kept persuading us to do it. You know, we go over there and listen to music and that kind of stuff. Uh And uh, he's like, man, you guys got to get into this because he knew that I used to do a lot of fishing with my dad when I was younger. And uh, we're like, "Ah, I I don't know if I have the money, this and that. He basically broke it down. He said, look, just give me what you have. And you can just make me payments. There you go. So we both looked at each other and said, "Okay, well, I can probably give you a hundred dollars <laughs> a, a week or a month, you know, and uh, end up paying it off." And uh, what kind of boat was that? It was a fourteen-foot aluminum western. The one you have? You had I just I, I had yeah okay. sold that, and uh, that boat was owned by Craig Bark before that, mm-hmm. and then James kind of. Took it over there for a while, and he was using it. And then uh, Craig and him were the ones that kind of brokered the deal. But uh, yeah, yeah, first tournament we fished was a Newport tournament. I want to say it was in like oh nine two thousand ten, and that was the biggest tournament. That was the seventy two boat. Tournament. Yeah, we heard yeah. Uh, Eric talk about that. Really, that all was, kinds of boats, all Dude, kinds, all of, kinds boats. of different boats. Unbelievable, really. So you're talking 144 wow. anglers competing yeah. all at the same time. How many jerks were there? Oh. <laughs> hey, how many people <laughs> tried to run you over? How many heartbreaks? You know, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, Newport spotted bay bass fishing, especially competing, is nothing nice. Yeah, you could be the best dude sitting here. I won this. I've won that. You get out on a spotty tournament and. That's when you know it's not good because they're pulling the boat out and they just keep driving. <laughs> Literally. And you're like, well, I don't think they did very good today because wow. they're not going to the awards. Ceremony. And that one, what did you guys take? Uh, Chris and I took, I want to say, four, it was either 13th or 14th. Which we is were, great. Wow, yeah, it was just, yeah, we were just really in good. the money. Wow. And uh, we got third place big fish. 
Oh, that's even first better. <laughs> so yeah, after that, I was like, oh man, you know, playing sports and just kind of being really cocky right? and competitive when I was younger, <laughs> especially. I thought to myself, oh, this is Chris, this is easy. <laughs> man, we're going to kill it. Yeah. You know, and then the next tournament, I think we caught one fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, that that's... That was the time, man. I mean, literally, Gary can contest to this, especially when he started like looking, you know, seeing. So this what was is going this on. is before Instagram, kind of before yeah. social media, yeah. somewhat. I don't yep. think Facebook now, was even that big back then. No. And no. what do you guys think the the the, Im- the impact has been with Instagram, with all the social media? Like me, just being in here, you know, like fishing for you know ten years, fresh and uh, yeah. beach, I could see already. You get oh, yeah. a lot of hate. You get a lot oh, of people yeah. hating on each other. You get a lot of – so, I mean, I'm sure there's some positive things where you get to meet people. There's yes. more, uh, yeah. you know, media to get out like we're trying to do. But, you know, has it been a big negative impact too on, on the competitions, on, for, on sponsors? On For me, I think it's been a pretty much positive for the most part. You know, I've met a lot of great people, uh-huh. you guys. And, Thank you. You know, I've gotten close to uh, like uh, other guys that fish bass a lot that I really respect. So it's – I think it's cool, you know, uh, but yeah, the negativity is out there and a lot of it is smoke and mirrors too. You yeah. know, it's, I mean, we'll post photos of, of our day at the Island, but it might take an all fucking day to get those no, bass. No, I know. Like, oh, yeah. They think, oh shit, we yeah. killed it all day. No, man, we found one stretch and it only bit for 30 minutes. The other seven hours we're just drinking beer, you know, <laughs> which is just as fun. <laughs> but uh yeah like that aspect of it, it you know don't believe instagram on the on the fishing reports They're like yeah you know, it's all smoke and mirrors yeah yeah i agree it you know there's a lot of negative but there is a lot of good you know the negative is you know obviously you know there's a lot of politics and uh, this is my crew this is your crew you know that kind yeah, of we've stuff heard of fishing a lot that, of that and, from a lot of you guys <laughs> it's like we're, we're green so it's like yeah. we don't know anyone yeah you know so it's yeah. kind of i get everyone said that's a good thing so Awesome, you know. But like, as far as the teaching goes, you yeah. know, especially if you're really cool, Gary, you know, a lot of other people mm-hmm. that they show you, hey, this is where we caught it. A yeah. lot of times, when yeah, I'm, I, I, no I'm not blacking Take out you to the, my spot the, the background. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I can say that I used to do that, especially for spotted bay bass before tournaments and whatnot. Yeah, but, but I get, yeah, I Jeff get, used to get really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but I get when that. we ask what he's doing the night before. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here, but I don't know. But you get that. I mean, that's a little – if we're in the ocean, you know, like you kind of, hey, this is how I caught it. If you're on the shore, I get the guys that are hopping docks. Yeah. The blackout. I get it. Yeah. Put a little bit of time. But, no, I mean, if we're out in the ocean and we catch, you know, like at the wall, everyone's over at the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, exactly. behind you, which makes sense. Yeah, you can only black out so much. And, <laughs> and I literally, I'm serious. I've had people tell me point blank, oh, you see that trash in the water? Oh, you were definitely in the backside of Long Beach. <laughs> I know where that's at. Hey, you see that needle floating by your boat? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as Instagram and Facebook, like I said, it, it does do a positive for people that are getting into it mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, are really eager to learn. You know, I, I personally would suggest trying to go to like somewhere like the Fred Hall show and yeah. sit down. And learn from a lot of those professionals. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, have you know? Yeah, believe it or not, those seminars like Benny Florentino does, yeah, and yeah, other yeah. bass guys, yeah. and Decker Corey Sandin, and all those guys, all helpful, and, you know, yeah, you get Afrin from uh, Warbaits yeah. on there, and they yeah. they share a wealth of information. You know, it's really cool. <clears throat> so, what do you guys think about? Uh, let's let's hear Jeff's take on gear. Gear, just because um, we can hear, you know, we hear Gary's. Let's hear how a different uh, gear. A take as, from someone else, you know, like as far as what are we fishing for and where are we going? You know, let's uh, let's say we're doing weedless, same thing. Are you weedless, using the same thing? Pretty much. Gary, Gary's got it down pat. You know, okay. his bait works really well. Um, oh, thank but, you. Before that, <laughs> oh, how cute, guys! Uh, so I need a refill on uh, these colors. Uh, before Gary was pouring his weedless, I was using Corey's uh, seven foot or uh, seven inch, which. Uh, Everybody uses a lot too. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, and what company is that? Uh, MC Swimbaits. Okay. He was really nice. I met him at a Fred Hall show about eight or nine years ago. My buddy Roger Eckhart uh, introduced me to him and told mm-hmm. me, hey, you know, this guy's young. He wants to try to, you know, get better and loves your stuff. And hey. he literally gave me a shopping bag full of stuff. <laughs> Here you go, bud. You know, t shirts, this, that, and hell, that's always he, nice, man. Yeah, he did that for a couple of seasons, and uh, that, that helped out a lot. But uh, as far as we list, same thing, uh, owner, beast hook. Uh, I do like the flashy swimmers now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, those are pretty cool. They're getting the blades those are the, on the those. underspin kind of under, exactly, okay. but it's the full weedless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, depending on if you want it a little heavier, if you want to be below that like three to six foot column, you know, because Gary can tell you, you know, sometimes they're on the top, sometimes they're they just want that pause. And yeah, then, you know, depending on the weight is what's going to keep that bait even as you're swimming through instead of kind of up tilted, you know. Yeah. So yeah, beast hook eight ten aught. Weedless swim bait. I like seven, although fives do work pretty well too, especially Mm -hmm. when the bite's finicky. Um, I definitely like uh, at least a medium heavy uh, rod. I'm normally I I like them the longer ones. A lot of people like uh, you're talking to Eric. He you know he fishes seven and (laughs) and under, and 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 that's his thing, and he's really good at it. Uh But for me, you know, I like a seven eleven. You know, somewhere around there where I'm really going to put the wood to it. I'll throw that thing out of hundred yards, <laughs> but, uh, like cover that, a lot of ground, right? Yep. Cover yeah. a lot of ground. I normally fish about 65 pound, normally power pro to either a 30 to a 40 foot leader, or I'm sorry, a 30 or 40 pound leader. Do you guys uh, have a, a specific fluorocarbon you like to use? Um, I think both of us pretty much use a lot of cigar, cigar, yeah. 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 cigar premier. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what we like. Um, you know, it's, I've, uh, I've braid. Do you guys try the Daiwa braid yet? You know, the, the Daiwa braid has been awesome. That yeah, I, just, I tried recently. I liked yeah. it a lot too. I, I got about uh, three spools. I just spooled up on a lot of my fresh gear. I had like some 30 and 40 pounds, yeah, but, definitely. uh, yeah, it definitely looks pretty good. Yeah. J braid solid. Now, another question I have for you, because you kind of introduced me to this when your dad was having those garage sales. Yeah. How do you fish those big ass crankbaits, dude? <laughs> just the crankbait master yeah big that's ass, what we want to know everyone wants bait. to know because yeah. i'm like how the fuck do you fish these things go to the pipe bro burn them on top okay <laughs> fucking shit dude <laughs> you know, like, so, so let, let, let us let the, the master tell us the workout First, the strong workout bait. Arm. Yeah. very strong uh big thing for me and this is a good tip uh is i'll completely drench my rod I'll put, the, I'll put that rod all the way into where the reel is maybe six inches from <laughs> the water. <laughs> because you got to think about it. I'm trying to get down. I'm, fishing, can, I'm right? fishing a deep diver. I know there's fish metering at like Are you taking a feet. knee doing that or are you straight-legged on the bow? My hamstrings are burning up. Yeah, right? People, people look at me and they're like, dude, you got to be hurting. <laughs> my favorite thing is, is if the boat's set up for it, I will literally go to the nose and I will f- put my feet in the water and sit. Wow. And I'm not trying to cast too far. Yeah. So I'm casting 30, 40 yards yeah. on my butt. Just getting fishing it down, there, huh? getting it down. Uh, you know, I grew up as far as fishing like DD 22s, Normans, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Lucky Craft makes some really good stuff, but it's heartbreaking when you break it off. <laughs> yeah. And I will tell you this to people. can't lunch for a week. No. Lots of money. <laughs> I will tell people this, you know, if you're not breaking them off, if you're not fishing crankbaits like that, mm-hmm. a lot of times you're not fishing them right. Yeah. You know, you yeah, got to take those chances. Right? Yeah. yeah. I always tell people, you know, a crankbait's a reaction bite. You're just trying to piss somebody off. It's like the police knocking at your door. You know, one time, two times, three times, finally you're opening it up and your boxer is just screaming. Bass, <laughs> bass are the same way. I mean, literally the same cast, three, four, five, finally, yeah. there he is. Are you, you just burning it the whole time or Fast, is it like fresh water where you You know, as far as structure or... goes, it, it, it's you're just trying to get it down to where you can feel it pause. And then once you feel the bottom, yeah. then from there, it's just, it, it's just like a dance. You know, it, I'm, I'm going to let it. I'm going to let it float for half a second and then I'm going to hammer it again. And I'm just going to keep punching that structure as hard as I can over and over and over again. And like I said, it's just somebody knocking on your door to the point where you're just like, screw this. I'm going to punch this. So you're using (laughs) a long rod then too. Yes. Yeah. I have a glass rod or uh, normally I use glass. I use a Phoenix. I think it's a X 14 X 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have about three different variations of their crankbait sticks, but the biggest one I have is about an eight foot. Wow! And the cool thing you can use uh, you can use um, hard baits on that too, like wow. SP minnows, that yeah. kind of stuff. But as far as crankbaits, man, it's just getting it down there <laughs> and just keeping it down there. Yeah. But people just don't realize that. Yeah, this bait says seventeen to twenty foot, but if your rod tips out of the, I mean, it, it's just math. Yeah. So my my thing for good 
good tip would just be just to get that rod in the water. I mean, it's salt anyways. It's going to screw everything up, so you just got to hose it down. But, yeah, just as far as you can get that thing down. <laughs> yeah, really. Are you using a bigger reel? Because I use a bigger th- line on I there? use a 300, and the thing that I like to do, which is kind of against the grain, is I like to use an actual uh, high-gear reel, where normally when you're fishing crankbaits, you want to use a low because you get it down to the depth and you just want to slow roll it, mm-hmm. you know, for me, when you're trying to get it down deep, I want to get that real fast. Mm-hmm. I want to get it down as quick as possible. Then you slow it down. And then when you I hit. can, exactly. Myself okay. is the motor. Okay. I know that I just have to turn the the reel slower Yeah, and it's going to do the same thing. Cool. cool. So I kind of do the opposite. So, you know, oh, that's my great, thing. great. Thank you for sharing knowledge like this. I mean, I'm sure a lot of anglers. Probably, yeah. you know, would love to know that. And don't be afraid to lose them, man, because I'm <laughs> telling you, it's, it'll happen. Yeah. Great. Let's talk about, so when, when did you win your last competition? Mm, would have been first round last year, SWBA. I fished with uh, uh, Eckhart with uh, Roger. And, oh, uh, oh, right. Uh, down the corner, around the bush. <laughs> he popped the seal, <laughs> guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, let's hear about that because that's kind of interesting. You won. What size uh, was your boat? Uh, I was fishing on Roger's boat. Uh, that was, uh, I think, about an 18-foot Wellcraft. Okay. But that was the Inner Harbor Tournament, which okay. is kind of my bread and butter and a few other guys that I fish <laughs> with. That's kind of our thing. Uh, that was the uh, Towboat USA War at the Shore. Mm-hmm. So uh won that with Roger, and I was actually lucky enough to win the year before, too. Wow. So I guess the first one was a fluke. The second one, I might know, <laughs> I might know what I'm doing. But, uh, yeah, Roger and I uh, had an idea. We fished maybe two or three times beforehand and kind of knew what would work and what doesn't. And this is my tip to people as far as tournament fishing. I've learned this one the hard way. Gary can contest to this. When fishing a tournament, it's about time. It's all time. You know, you think, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. But yeah, if you don't do it within the time frame, it don't matter. Yeah. And now you're taking in uh, the weather. You're taking in the uh, tide. You're taking in all that stuff. So you have these windows where, you know, you have to, you have to attack it at that time. So for, for us inside the Harbor, which makes it even harder, we knew, Hey, we're just going to fish simple. We're going to fish the three or four zones that we like, and we're just going to pound it. And eventually, you know, hopefully we run into something normally in those tournaments. If you can catch a four to a five pound fish and just have a limit, you're probably going to be pretty competitive. Yeah. So, yeah. How much time do you guys like to, to spend at a spot? It, it like I said, it depends on the tournament. If oh, you're yeah. fishing Island, like with Gary, he'll roll up to a spot and we'll look it over and we'll fish it 15, 20 minutes. And the conditions don't look like what we want or what Gary likes. And yeah. we're out. We'll move. You guys have to have a real discipline with that too. I mean, it's hard. To, yeah. For me, during if the something looks fishy, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to sit on it. You know? Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole learning process. I mean, I'm still marrying a day, spot, but throughout the years I've been learning now, like, you know, I always hear all the greats like Benny Florentino, yeah. Ben Seacrest, you know, they all talk about condition and water and this and that. So, mm-hmm. like, now it's starting to click a little here and there. So now I'm just more looking at the water, the current, the color. You know, I'll sp- if it looks all right, I'll spend maybe, like you said, 10, 15 minutes. If nothing bites, on to the wow. next spot, you know. Because yeah. yeah. you're so limited on time sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I was telling them about the tournaments. It's it, it, People realize it's all time. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's the, you're racing. You're you're fishing against other people, but you're ultimately it's it's time. Any sport, anything. Yeah. You know, and do you guys usually have the same people entering the same competitions? Or is it for the most part, I say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for the most There's part, there's a pretty core group of guys that still do it. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, a lot of it has dropped off a little bit as far as the numbers go, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's normally the same same people, and you do you do get some of the new ones. Uh, I know Jerry's doing that rookie event, which is a really cool thing. Uh-huh. It, it helps out with people that might not be too confident in what they're doing yeah. or whatnot, and. No, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a boost for the sport for sure. Yeah, yeah, trying to bring some new blood in. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure, and even Eric was saying, it's kind of hard to get uh, new guys in. They're probably really intimidated because you yeah. see the same pros, you yeah. know, sponsored. And, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure. And it depends on the event. 
You know, I started with a 14 foot aluminum boat. Yeah. I was competing against guys that can drive 60 miles an hour and can cover over a hundred miles. Yeah. So for me, I knew, Hey, this event, this event, and this event, I know I can be competitive. These two events, Hey, if I can catch a limit, great. You know, so it, it it changes. Thank you. Thank you. The producer, Nick, brings some beverages in for nice. us. Yes. <laughs> Always nice. Champagne of beers. You betcha. <laughs> but, yeah, as far as tournament fishing goes, that's that's the main thing. You know, having a plan and being considerate of the tide and the time, but in the same token, on any given time, you know, six hours, eight hours a day before things change, you got to adapt. Definitely. And I'm, I'm sure people that have never competed want to hear all yeah, the, guy, the information you guys are saying. You have any um, good stories like people getting mad at each other? <laughs> and you don't have to say names. <laughs> something funny. <laughs> like apparently you do. I mean, it doesn't have to be like. Uh, yeah, you know, fishing. If you fish, sure if you fish ba- bait, honestly, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> anytime you have competition. competition with money involved. Yeah, I don't care if it's fishing, bowling league, pool poker, league. Yeah. poker tournament. Shit happens, yep. you know, it's like my dad was a pool shark and he'd be in pool leagues and he'd come home. That motherfucker's <laughs> Black this and that. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> same thing in fishing. This guy did this. This guy did yeah. it. It's like I think on, man. I think bay tournaments more than anything do only because you're limited limited to just one body of water. Exactly. So there's been many times where you'll see it's a five mile an hour zone. Gary can contest to this too. <laughs> and it's you're supposed to five miles an hour, right? And you'll see that one person just put out just a little bit more, maybe about six and a half knots. So then all of a sudden down someone down the line starts putting out a little bit more. And before you know it, it's people. You guys are going 10, 15 miles an hour. Yeah. There, there's just always someone pushing the limits. You know, yeah. there's, there's closed, you know, boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, all the governed, you know, Marine protected areas and, you know, several, um, you know, well knowledgeable guys have pushed those limits and, you know, I've gotten caught. Yeah. No way, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So by the Navy and stuff? No, by other Just competitors. By other competitors. And, oh, okay. and, you know, if, if if you can't fish in this zone, you can't fish in that well, zone. Well, like hearing that story a long time ago uh, about the freshwater guy that shoved all the weight. Yeah. Inside of the, of the uh, fish. Yeah. Left him there with tags on him, bring yeah. him in. Yeah. That's wild, dude. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and that's sure, that's when it's a little too much. I yeah, mean, I, I'm, I'm a sure. really competitive guy, but that's just <laughs> not that much, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you're mad when your fish is throwing up half an octopus because you're I in your, in your brain. Yeah. You're going, that's that's four or five ounces right yeah, there. That yeah, could that, that could, could cost me. Fish, right? <laughs> yeah, especially in spotted bay bass tournaments. I oh, mean, I'm you're sure. talking hundredths mm-hmm. of a, an ounce. So or, have you done? You've done 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 more spotted bay bass tournaments than uh, it's it, it's. Or is it kind of just hand in hand? As far as just... spotted bay bass, yeah. I mean, but I mean. Now, do they when you do spotted bay bass? Is it just only spotted bay bass, or is it calico sand bass, spotted bay bass? There's different tournaments for that. Okay. Uh, they do have an all three species, and they do just have a strictly spotted bay bass. Okay. But I'll tell people all the time: you can be the best fisherman, and spotted bay bass will put you in your place real quick. I mean, it's a, a interesting species to fish for, and yeah. it's humbling because and getting size, I'm sure. Is oh different? yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's tough. yeah. When the, when California changed the law to 14, it changed <laughs> oh, it changed the game up. You know, before yeah. it was just 12, 12 and a half, you know, inches was good to and go. You would you'd be killing it, right? And there'd be tournaments. In fact, uh, Newport tournament, we caught probably 20 to 25 fish. And I'm not wow. kidding you. Every single one of them were a quarter inch too small. Damn. And you come back and you're so pissed. And people are like, how the hell do you not weigh? <laughs> and it's like, well, I, I, it wasn't the lack of catching fish. I just didn't get the right ones. Yeah. You know, so like I said, it, it's it's humbling. It's, it's not an easy thing. So for your spotted bay bass setup, are you fishing like a large mouth type setup or even heavier? Um, I'm fishing like about a large mouth or I, what we, we talked about this earlier, like yeah. small mouth. I, I'd love fishing for yeah, small mouth. Definitely. It's the same kind of concept, but it, as far as tackle, Gary was saying, you know, how many rods do you bring on and this and that and uh spotted bay bass tournaments, smaller fish. I, I literally probably have $3,000 worth of gear <laughs> for a spotted bay bass tournament. No joke. And so all there's th- no limit. Like, and gear you can no no, no it's as no. much as you can okay. much as you can put on your boat but the the irony of it 
is I only fish maybe two rigs and two rods, yeah. but yet I have <laughs> half just of a tackle case. store in, <laughs> yeah. in my boat. Yeah. You know, I think it's just more of a security thing for me knowing like, Oh man, that this, will, this will work yeah. right now. <laughs> so let me grab it. But realistically you're looking anywhere from like a six, six to about a seven, two, as far as length and rod, uh, medium, heavy to medium. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're as far as spotted bay bass goes. I've been really lucky is with a lot of the underspins. Uh, cool baits kind of came out with something really. Yeah, those are really cool. Have you seen the uh, weedless? No, I just got a couple. Do they're they, actually oh, they're they're pretty good. They're only a half ounce though. That's the thing. Uh, like you really. That's can't like use I it. love fishing the fluke, the sled heads. Yes, yeah, but they're fucking a, not heavy a, enough. So yeah. I'm like, there's got to be something that's heavier, and they have a patent on that hook. Yeah. So you couldn't even pour your own lead for that. And I've talked to those guys many of times and said, <laughs> oh, "Hey, can we get bigger? can we get an ounce at least? I mean, yeah. just get, give and me they an won't ounce." Do it, huh? and, you know, I don't know if it's just the run. Maybe they have to do the new mold or what. What they have yeah. to do, but I mean, I'm hoping eventually it'll come That'd in. That'd be cool. That's a that's a that good a learner. No, no yeah. brainer. You're talking about like a good yep. learning curve. Oh uh, man, back bait. in the day, it was. Uh, those jerk baits from uh, Berkeley and sled yeah, all dude. night long at the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm learn- yep. learning to fish on right now. Like, we're... and it didn't matter what you did as long as you had about a thirty to forty pound leader on it, you could literally try <laughs> to get it stuck in the hole, yeah. and you'd still get it out. So, I mean, that's that was a definitely, definitely. a killer bait. Yeah. So that's a that's your setups when you're, you're gonna. Yeah, go I like using spinner baits when it gets windy. Um, obviously, any type of jerk shad. It seems like. When it comes to spotted bay bass, you're either trying to fish docks or you're trying to fish the mouth, you know, because it's like a highway. It, they're yeah. they're, they're going to come, but are you going to be willing to sit it out until they do come? Exactly. So that's that's <laughs> the thing. More in cans, too, especially in like Newport, San Diego Bay. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely say flukes are really good. Uh, small swim baits, I wouldn't use anything more than about four inches even though i know old timers it'll fish seven inch swim baits for wow. spotted bay bass uh, and they'll get them killer whale those guys will fish seven inch viejos inside san diego yeah. and smoke them but i heard san diego is kind of a different fishery oh it's a different fit yeah right oh yeah yeah it's I more mean, more way more abundant than it's the, yeah. it's the disneyland for <laughs> spotted bay bass <laughs> yeah i might want to head down there i just haven't had the time <laughs> and i mean th- that bay you can catch rockfish in that bay Damn, in the deep points wild, halibut man. uh people catch yellow tail yeah. in there i mean it's just well, they catch bonefish dude i saw that i've seen that yeah yeah that's crazy yeah you know short fin i yeah. mean it's just it's an unbelievable fishery yeah, it's it's a lot. The waters, I don't know. I don't know what it is. San Diego is a lot better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Creature baits work really well too. Really, spot, and and I would suggest on fishing them like Texas rig with yeah. a little bullet weight. Yeah, on them. It's just kind like, of like you're doing large flipping. mouths. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just flipping into well, the. Because guys are even like drop shotting now, right? Drop shots a yeah, huge. Yeah, I've seen one. a lot of that little, yeah. little tiny yep. flukes. Yeah, I, I I know like David Beeling likes to drop shot um flies like uh, those flies yep. that um Dave Valdez ties. Yep. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Like these big dude. saltwater flies, yeah, yeah. and and that goes back to like what we were talking about with Mike Gardner. I mean, thirty years ago, who would have thought about drop shotting? Exactly. You know, this in the bay, in the salt, and it, yeah. it, it just doesn't doesn't happen much, and it's wow. just adapted now. And it, yeah, it, it kills it. Uh, another guys like Hugron and Skyler and those guys. I mean, they they've caught like double digit mm-hmm. bags inside Los Alamitos, and oh they're drop God. they're drop shotting in like six four feet of water. <laughs> And just, and just just waiting, and you know, and, and you see them in there. They're trying to hide behind the boat docks and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> bro, I've been back there too. But yeah, they come to the that skip. must be funny when oh. people are trying to either pre-fish and you're rolling up. You're like, hey, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And then they <laughs> well, roll that's up. Why those smaller timbos come in handy because you can just creep yeah. wherever you want. Yeah. You're like, what's yep. that guy doing underneath there? How do you get back there? Yeah, <laughs> yep. And then they come to the scales and have like you know an average of two to two and a quarter five wow. spotties and you're like damn That's big. yeah yeah so like i said it's it just it, it it all depends on where you're fishing and how you're fishing so but, so tell us how you got into fishing because you the whole thing started so from little to i i got into fishing probably about four or five years old my dad had two boats mm-hmm. uh, my parents had me when they were really young how they were had me when they were 19 so i kind of grew up through those 10 years with my dad so by the time i'm 10 11 years old 
you know, whatever his mistakes were, I was right there either laughing or keeping my mouth shut. You yeah, know? he was still a young man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hear you. <laughs> so, you know, I did. He had a couple boats. We used to do that a lot. And then when I got to be about seven, eight years old, he would then talk my mom into letting me go on three quarter days. Wow. So I do the cattle boats and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And of course, you know, doing the Bishop mammoth things. So I, I kind of had a wide r- array of, of different types of fishing. But, uh, yeah, going back to the fishing, that's pretty much where I started. And kind of like what Gary said, when I got to high school, I was really into sports. And I still like to fish, but none <laughs> of my friends fish. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell yeah. anybody, you know. And yeah. then, like, probably in my mid-20s, I, same thing. Start, you know, drinking, hanging out with my buddies and slowly evolved. And, like I said, when it came to competing. And it's funny, I went from not doing anything to doing tournaments against guys that are – that's so what they do for a living. So Did it was, you, it was did a, you actually – uh, so when you started, were you like largemouth bass fishing first or would, did you just go straight to, I started saltwater, um, fishing the flats, fishing the horseshoe kelp, fishing yeah. the rigs, fishing, you know, uh, inside long beach oil islands wall. Mm-hmm. I started a lot of that stuff. And then when I got a little older, you know, I would then, I mean, I would go to, we talked about this. I would go to like L- L- Laguna Lake and La Mirada yeah. Regional yeah. and stuff, but yeah. you know. I'm not even paying attention. I throw the rod and, you know, the throw the bait in the water and put it in the holder. And then I'm not, now I'm at the playground playing on the the, ro- the robot, you know, and going down the slides. I That's my wasn't, right now. W- w- wasn't into it. It took me till about, you know, being almost seven, eight, nine, ten, And then I got into going yeah. to the local lakes. So definitely that was when I started doing a lot of largemouth stuff. Yeah. And uh, then after that, it was, okay, let's go to Bishop. And I, Trout fishing special. I love uh, fishing trout, but I only fish lures. I don't fish power yeah. bait. I don't fish any of that stuff. Same here. Yeah. If I'm not connected with what I'm doing, it's like, uh, let me see what's on the phone. Yeah, hey, well, dude, what's what's I the score you. of the game? I you know, you. it gets bo- even. Even going out with, my, I take I take my brother and our people out, and you just get a scoop of something. It's like you're letting it sit there, swim around. It's like, dude, this is so boring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on anyone for if they want to fish bait, however they want to. Fish no, yeah, it, it, everybody totally. does their own thing. But me personally, if I'm not in connection with mm-hmm. what I'm doing, it's my mind's all over the place. Yeah, you need but, that, like active fishing. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then as far as from there, I was just lucky enough to be in the right circle. You know, hanging out with James and met EB and. Uh, was really, you know, I'm really good friends with Roger, mm-hmm. uh, used to be the manager over at Save on Tackle. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, listening, like Gary can contest to this too, you know, we're both kind of came up at the same time and going and listening to Benny Florentino and Seacrest and Jimmy Decker and, you know, all these like, you know, legit guys. And even and, watching their videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like oh, even yeah. just when I first started watching how to fish uh, the fluke, the Berkeley fluke. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I'm like, dude, awesome video showing you how to work yeah. it, you know? Yep. Like, yeah. And the main thing, too, is just time on the water. That's more, yeah. than, anything, right. more than That's anything that thing. I can take out of any of that stuff. The more you go out, the more you're going to, like, even, in, like, say you fish the wall every day. Yeah. Things are going to start clicking, like, oh, wait, the water looked like this, and they big exactly, like crazy, yeah. or the water, you know what I mean? It's just stuff starts clicking, and mm-hmm. then you start to get it, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the light turns on. It got on. a little yeah. easier. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a big thing. You know, if you can learn through other people, and it just takes away all that learning curve, definitely. even though you're still going <laughs> to yeah. still gonna learn. I've done some pretty stupid things. <laughs> But well, let's hear the big rookie mis- rookie mistake over here. Huh? Big rookie mistake. Um, well, I mean, there's several. I've I put our aluminum boat on top of the break wall where I had to wait. <laughs> I had to wait for the surge to we, pull me we off. We gotta hear this whole story. Yeah. I heard this. Yeah. So we're fishing. We're fishing really tight. I like to fish tight on a lot of those structures. And uh, you know, normally if you're fishing with a partner, person on the back's kind of making sure you're looking over your shoulder. So. Surge came up and I just didn't realize where we were. And it literally put the boat half on a rock and half not. But luckily it was one of those rocks that was jointed next to another one. So it was almost like your boat being on the trailer, (laughs) but we're not going anywhere. (laughs) Trolling motors. I'm I'm looking at my buddy. I'm like, dude, why do you let me know? What what, what the hell? And sure enough, we're sitting there and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I thought about it. I said, you know what? Just hold on. As soon as this surge comes back in, I'm just going to turn the nose of the boat and see if we can get off. Yeah. And luckily, I was 
lucky. That's scary. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and good thing about aluminum boat, crunch, click, whatever. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just throw, throw some, uh, throw yeah. some JB Weld, some, fl- uh, what is it? Uh, what we said we were sponsored by, uh, What's that infomercial? The uh, oh, the spray that uh, uh, Flex Seal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, just get some Flex Seal. <laughs> so I've done that. Uh, another one was really stupid too. Uh, we were fishing a Long Beach night tournament, which are really cool. I, I know Gary's done those, mm-hmm. but depending on if you work the day before or work that that morning, yeah. you know, you don't start till four or six p.m. You fish until six in the morning, and you know, you're drinking. You, you get a little delirious. <laughs> you're drinking. You, you get a little delirious. So we, we did okay in the tournament. It wasn't nothing major, but I told my buddy Chris at the time. I said, "Look, we're gonna fish this zone for the last forty five minutes, and it's." It's going to produce our big fish mm-hmm. and sure as shit. We're there. We're throwing crankbaits at the, at the ledge and boom, I get like a four and a half, probably close to a five pound sand bass. Right. Wow. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. We get him into the boat, and he's completely choked. You know, he's got the treble all the way down his hook. Mm-hmm. So Oof. I'm sitting there playing with him, and he's bleeding all over me. And I'm playing with him, and I'm thinking, oh, God, please stay alive. <laughs> because, you know, you get dinged some points yeah. when they are dead. Yeah. So I get him off, and for whatever reason, I don't know what I was thinking. So I have him lipped, and he's bleeding all over the place. And I'm waiting for Chris to get the calling ball. And for whatever reason, I'm just like, I'm just going to dunk this dude so I, I get – I get all the blood off thinking that I'm dunking him in our bait tank, which is literally out in front of me. And I reach over the side of the boat and dunk him into the water thing bucks on me. I literally do one of these jungling act like I'm juggling and he's gone. (laughs) And the look on my partner's face, he's like, what did you just do? (laughs) You just lost the tournament for us. And And I'm looking at him and I'm like, I don't know why, like delirium. I, I just, I have no clue. I thought I was doing him a service because I felt bad because yeah. I just completely wrenched his insides. And yeah, he's gone. Wow. Luckily, uh, that was the tournament that Spicer and uh, Florentino. Oh, when they weighed that killer bag. Yeah, weighed almost like 35 pounds, five calicos. In that, where was that located, that tournament? That was in in, that was Long Beach. It was out of Long Beach, Coastal but you only. you could go as far north. Well, well that went, tournament they went all the way to Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, they fished the the submerged break wall. Wow, dude. yeah. But at that That's time, I don't think there night? was. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude, I'm sketched. You guys fishing out a lot? Or it's no? like thirty miles almost, probably. Yeah. you guys fishing out a lot? Uh, what the? Will submerged? you just like go fishing at night? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But back then, they didn't have any boundaries. And what happened was, this is a kind of a little tidbit. There was a team <laughs> called Walls Out. And uh, those guys just were the sand bass masters and they knew spots in Huntington and the ARs in Newport Mm -hmm. and no lie. They would fish out of mission Bay and literally run all the way to Huntington, come back and win it. No boundaries, no boundaries. And that's how I knew that that was his deal. He had a down pat. And that's when that's the sport gets clicky and people are like, wait a minute, we're fishing in San Diego. How is that fair? And it's like, well, it's all part of the so rules. They ran probably like two hours. Oh, longer oh, than that, at least minimum. So minimum. they see three hours, kill it. Uh huh. Run three hours back, and yep. then they got their mm-hmm. bag just on sand bass, big yep. sand bass. Yep. Buckle wow. the hatches down. We're doing fifty miles an hour <laughs> and fly back. And they did that pretty. Comp- they did that pretty. So when we're competitive talking about how competitive, I have no clue on purse or anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
Are we, you guys, how much does it cost to enter the competition? Well, you know, SBS is minimum $200 to get you in the door. Okay. And then what are you winning? Um, if you, I think, if you know, first like, place. depending on the number of boats, any first yeah, participation place, home, $3,000, yeah. $4,000. Biggest checks I've wow. seen are like in the five. Wow. So yeah. it's a pretty lucrative. It can oh, be, yeah. you know, big bass. I think that big bass from when we got, we got like six or $700 mm-hmm. or something like that. Bad. Yeah. So I could see that getting pretty uh, competitive. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not to mention, you know, what did we spend in gas? You know, what did True. I spend in beer? Gas, what tackle. did I spend in the launch? Beer, right? exactly. Yeah. You know, it all adds up. But, you know. And I, were you guys getting sponsors at the time? No. Or this is no, all out of no. your, out it's of your, all out of my pocket, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for the most Same part. Yeah. I had one year where I had a friend of mine that uh, his company sponsored and paid for, I think, half. Jalapeno business. Team Jalapeno business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larry Larry Posad, myself. Uh, wow. It's cool, dude. He's a, a longshoreman. Cool. He's the guy that taught me a lot about what's going on in the Inner Harbor, wow. and literally was a you know a born and raised San Pedro kid. Yeah. So you know what a blessing being back in some of those uh, dark dungeonous <laughs> bet, places dude. and everybody's like hey what's up larry i'd be like oh larry dude, i gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> oh here just pull over here i'll talk to him i think my cousin's running this and it's just like you knew everybody that's awesome so that was that was pretty cool man he's a so, really yeah cool I, guy. Could, I could definitely see it getting competitive yeah on that oh way. yeah yeah oh yeah which sucks but yeah it's a you competition know. right exactly yeah you're gambling yeah exactly just gambling you know exactly yeah. So let's do, we did the same thing with Gary. Let's do a beginner breakdown of a good technique for a guy that is just getting into calico fishing or mm-hmm. spotty. Let's the best advice you can give him with like a breakdown of what gear kind of to use. Uh, um, as far as calicos go, you know, fishing structure, definitely. I mean, both ends, I like fishing weedless baits. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to miss a little bit more because you really got to put the hook in them. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely think flukes, like you were saying, you're doing a lot of yeah. fluke fishing. Fluke is a really good bait to fish. You know, you can swim it, you can jig it, you can do it, you know, any which way, pull it through eelgrass. Um, I would say with the bay, I would use, if I'm not fishing structure, I'd probably use anywhere from 12 to 20 pound liter, depending on, uh, you know, if you're looking to get more bites or just hold on to the one big one. Yeah. Um, you know, spinner baits work really well. Once the wind, you know, the sun's up and the wind's on, that's always a pretty good bait, especially for fanning. You know, a lot of guys use Alabama rigs. I'm not an Alabama guy. Are bo- both of you guys against Alabama rig thing? I'm not against them. I just don't use them. It's like, it's like throwing a <laughs> that, satellite like at I've something, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just got so many moving parts. Chris and, told me how about it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's not an easy bait to fish. Uh, there's a yeah, lot no, of moving I've, parts. I've tried them. I lost mine. <laughs> yeah, they do work though. I mean, what, what are they mimicking? They're mimicking a, a, bait, a, a bait, ball, bait ball, you know? Yeah. So it does work. I think throwing it at eel grass is probably your best bet mm-hmm. or throwing them, you know, in lanes in the kelp, but trying to fish structure with those things. I, I wouldn't do Hit that it and at hook all. Up, yeah. yeah. Not, not going to, not going to do that. But, uh, you know, like I said, you know, any baits, the, what I always like to do, especially with a partner, um, so what we call hit them with the flash and then hit them with the plastic, you mm-hmm. know, so we're going to search a bait that I'm going to throw repetitively through a large area. Uh, if I don't, you know, get any type of bite or anything, then I know I can move along. And a lot of times, once you do get the bite, your partner's right over the top of you, you know, fishing that swim bait, fishing so there's that a little fluke. bit of method when you, when you guys are fishing in a boat with a partner yes, where you're going to have someone come up behind you with a different bait, even so yeah. say you're at an area, you're going to, you're going to throw this. This might work, so throw it behind me. Yeah, with spotted bay bass especially, you know, really? with calicos, you know, fishing, like say if Gary and I were fishing, we know, hey, they're either going to get them on this at the bottom uh-huh. or we're going to get them with, you know, a couple different variations of swim baits, and that's it. Yeah, yeah most of the guys I fish with tournaments, either it's Jeff, I have a partner, Eric, or my partner, Jay, kind of just take turns fishing tournaments, but, like, we usually start off, like, one guy's on the top, one guy's hitting the bottom. We're trying to see the depths of where they're I'm biting seeing where the they're most. biting in the column. So if right. I'm just getting on a ripper weedless, and I'll be like, okay, I'm throwing a weedless on now, and then yeah. he'll start roping them from other kelp stringers or whatever. Cool. Or if the bottom's hitting more, then, okay, I'll put the weedless down and grab a, you know, yeah. a leadhead setup or something like that. Yeah. 
And with the island fishing, the cool thing is, is you don't really have to lighten up the leader much at all. I would always say kind of beef it up more, than, yeah. you know, cause I've lost some big mm-hmm. fish because <laughs> I decided that I was going to fish 20, 25 pound leader and you're just not holding on to a fish yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Whereas the bay, you can play a little bit more, loosen your drag up You're you know, as long as you're not flipping docks. You know, you have a no, little you bit just of, get you, razored off by those freaking muscles. And yes. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it all depends, but I would definitely say tubes are another one. Uh, if you ever fish tubes for trout, you know, flipping tubes, you know, under, I, I never fished the, a tube until of course, hookup baits is all the, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. is, and I'm not going to try to slam anyone on no, here, no, but, no. uh, they work great. Don't get me wrong. And, and dudes buy them. They're great. Uh, but I never seen it before. And I actually talked to, uh, at, um, last chance or not last chance, performance tackle mm-hmm. Mark. Yeah. And he showed me the other tubes and they were just as good. Like the, uh, get them or get, get it. Yeah. 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 Who else? Yeah. Uh, that ultra heavyweight guy. Ultra oh, the ultra heavy, yeah. That guy's, that guy's good too. He's got some good and they're pretty cheap. Another tube. Yeah. I heard, uh, lime street tubes is really? coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were great too. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And you can fish them two different ways. You know, people see what they're doing now, but not realize that you can Texas rig a tube and, so use, that's and how, use a bullet weight. And now you're flipping kind of that's like, so funny that you say that. And me personally, I like that because I don't have to retie all the time. I might not connect with the fish. I might miss a couple, but that one big one that swallows it down, you know, you, you're going to gaff them. And you, that's you're gonna why, when I went to Idaho, when I was, we were talking earlier, snake river, mm-hmm. um, they're like, get these tubes. Texas rig. Yep. They had the actual different head, like a Texas yep. rig. And they mm-hmm. were great. We're catching a little small mouse. It was fun. Absolutely. Dude. Same same deal. And I tried that here and it worked too. I'm like, great. Yeah. It's the same. And you can go down to the local places and you can buy a bag of just tubes that aren't rigged for you know five six seven yeah. bucks <laughs> Go buy your hooks or your you know, yeah. your bullet head lead heads. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. It'll take me Definitely. ten seconds and I can rig the same thing and yeah. I bought it for a quarter of the cost. Yeah. So very good advice. Appreciate that. Yeah. Bay, bay stuff. Tubes work real well. Hard baits too, but hard baits are a little bit harder to harder to maneuver and, <laughs> and you got to trust them. You know, yeah. I, I remember, uh, Jay and I were fishing a Balboa angler club uh-huh. and, uh, I was throwing a spinner bait out in the front over on the Corona Del Mar side of the mouth. And I remember Jay t- turned to me going, I never even caught a fish on a spinner bait. And I said, you know what? I, I have, but it just takes a long time and just dedication. And I think it was the next throw. It was like something out of a movie. We hung like a two, <laughs> two and a quarter pounder. It was like an 18-inch spotted bay bass. Oh, damn. How and do I, you throw in a spinnerbait for, for, for a spotted bay bass? Like I know oh, when I largemouth, I like to throw it at stick-ups, stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, what are you doing it when with a spotted bait? So for me, as far as spotted bay bass, I look for strugger, structure or I look for eelgrass. Okay. Because – Ultimately, a spinnerbait's pretty much weedless unless mm-hmm. you let it fall in a crevice. Exactly. So you could throw that thing out the mouth and just pull it through through all that eelgrass, and for whatever reason, it sticks for a second, and you pop it. It's like they're they're on it. That's when they get it. You know, it's yeah. literally just like that. It's a pause. Okay, I'm stuck. <laughs> I rip it through. I'm paused again. I go to crank the reel. It ain't moving. Oh, there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> You know, and, and uh, crankbaits work the same way. Same eelgrass, thing. huh? Eelgrass, yeah. yeah. Especially really good green eelgrass. It's it's the home of preference. I mean, you yeah. think about it. Yeah. You know, so the spinnerbait works really well just because it you is. You trailers on them or no? You know, I've tried trailers. If I fish spinnerbaits for calicos, I'll put a trailer on. But when it comes to spotted bay bass, I think sometimes that it might manipulate the way it moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. You ever heard like people with irons? They'll say, oh, yeah. I bought this color. I bought that color. And then you talk to the real guys and they're like, it's not the color guy. It's how it swims. swims. Yeah, that's what. So, yeah. That. See, yeah, this how... one I've had since I've been like 14. I still use it. Yeah. yeah. You Do know, you use so... an assist hook? If you don't use a trailer, you know, like those little tubes you can put on the back. Yeah. I've yeah. That too. Sometimes I will. You know, the, uh, I think uh, I forget what company makes it, but. It's like a rubber uh, eyelet. Yeah. So imagine your eyelet, but it's complete yeah. rubber, and then you have to stab it through, mm-hmm. and that keeps it from turning around on you because that's my biggest yeah. complaint. Yeah. You'll throw it out, and it'll it'll be the opposite way of the hook, and then it hooks a blade, and then now all of a sudden it's swimming sideways, and it's just too much commotion. I just don't, you know. What about uh, stinger hooks on swim bait tiers? You don't like them? You know what? I, I don't use them. You really? know, um, guys that have showed me their ways use them. 
I think it's they a get lot in the of way. trouble. Don't give. I used to do it in the surf. Uh huh. It would work great because those for perch and stuff like yeah. that. They'd grab the tail. Stinger hood will get him like a number yeah, six. I sure, mean, sure when, when I when, when I'm fishing the wheelers, I'm waiting for that big bass exactly. to fucking yeah, commit. It. <laughs> like it's gonna just yep. crush it, and yeah. I'm gonna hook it. Yeah, I'm not trying to get these little guys. I mean, it's not really to to hook those. It's more to assist when they do grab the main hook, mm-hmm. and hopefully that stabs into their gill or something. But um. For me, I just had more trouble with them just getting caught. Yeah, you know, just not making the bait swim funny. Yeah, yeah. so I'm I'm just kind of not in I, not confident in it. Was what I'd say. Yeah, definitely. You got to be confident in your bait. Yeah, right? yeah. And and that's true to the point. You know, if you're fishing for that one big fish, you know, it, when he eats it, he's going <laughs> to eat it. You know, you're not worried about that too much. You and what was your uh, biggest calico on what? What uh, did you catch it on? Um, I would say probably my biggest calico would be in between that like eight and nine pound range. And one would be on a lead-headed swim bait. And I've caught some in that seven and eight pound range on uh, SP minnows. We went through that about like two mm-hmm. years ago where it was literally on the beach. You were just throwing them and it was five pounders, five pounders, a six pounder. Oh man, that must cut myself awful. in the hand while I have a six pounder. You want you want to tell that story? That's, that's a good story. Let's oh, I got it. stories. <laughs> so Gary and I are fishing Clemente, and uh, we're fishing kind of tight, and we're on a pretty good hard bait bite. And I hook it's probably four and a half five pound calico. Uh-huh. I get it up easily five. Yeah. yeah, it was a big fish. Yeah, I, I get it get get it on and. It, it's it's my fault for trying to be so polite with the fish, I guess. Uh, you, you, some of the old timers, man, dude, they're throwing those things like <laughs> ragdolls. So I'm over there trying to be nice and popping it. And he had one hook left in him and he bucked on me. And the treble hook went through one side of my right hand, through the web of his hand, right through the web of my finger, through all the way through. And I'm looking down, and I'm like, oh. And he's st- is he still hooked up? Oh, oh yeah, he's, he's still, still hooked up. up. That's my nightmare, bro. And so, we're fishing tight. <laughs> so I'm fishing, watching the swell come in. And all of a sudden, I just hear, fuck. Oh, God damn it. I'm like, what happened? And he shows me, and I'm like, oh, damn. And the fish is just <laughs> pissed. going pissed. Uh, yeah. And he's trying to stop it, and he can't. And I'm like. Okay, hold on, dude. There's a set coming in. Yeah. And also, I'm like, like the set comes in. I'm like, let me get us out of here. You know, because you always got to watch for the second wave, yeah, not that first wave. Exactly, it's the second yeah, one that's going to flip. And I'm bear hooking. I'm bear hooking so this like fish in my, in my lap. We're, we're hitting the waves. I get out to safe waters. And I go, let me see that thing. And I'm like, damn, that's bad. The hook's coming through the web of his fingers. So yeah. I'm like, let me get my knife. I'm going to cut the fish's head off. <laughs> he's, he's all, he's all, I'm like, no, no. Hey, the worst <laughs> idea ever. Because <laughs> well, the, the fish wouldn't stop moving. No, yeah, it was a, all over up. the place. So I'm like, let me kill the fish because we can't get the hook out. Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to kill it. <laughs> so I tell him, oh, well, get, get, get some dikes out of my, my thing here go, and just yeah. cut the, uh, the, the, the ring. You know the the hook ring. So he's he's oh, over there, no and he better, dude. he cut he cut the the ring, the split ring off on the hook that was connected to uh-huh. the fish. We throw it, it in the live yeah. well, and now I have this lure stuck to my hand. <laughs> so I'm looking around, and I'm like, you know what, Gary? Just I'm gonna pull this thing all the way through as far as I can get it, and just cut cut, cut the you know the yeah. serrated part, and I'll pull it back through. You know, so we had these little cheap dikes, so we're sitting there, oh, my mind. I'm just like, I think I pinched the skin a few times. He's like, ah, my skin. So I fucking couldn't get it. Finally, he just snapped. I'm like, oh, he's like, oh, so he pulled it out. So hence now I keep bolt cutters in my mini yes. bolt cutters. Oh, I in my keep yeah. uh, clines. Yeah. Linesmen's yeah. and I keep. Yeah. Uh, and this, this was early in the morning too. And Gary looks at so me. So you guys go, fish the rest of the day? Oh, dude. The whole day. Yeah. It was like oh, nine. I'm a like, champ. So I'm like, yeah. dude, do you want to go home? And he's like. Being the nice guy, oh, no. and I'm like, nope. <laughs> Give me a beer. <laughs> so yeah, I, li- I was like, I hope you guys have beers. Oh, oh yeah. Day. So so basically, I was holding on to a big. Clemente's 18-pack minimum. Yeah. Each. <laughs> I had a cluster of ice in my hand for probably about five minutes until it cauterized to the point where, you know, it felt okay. And I was like, screw it. Let's go. And then, sure enough, we finished the day off. But, yeah. <laughs> that nothing, was a funny one. Nothing like a five-pound <laughs> fish just pissed off while you're hooked to the other side of you them know, inside a tight skinny water with swell and i'm just like what am i gonna do and you know what's funny is i had that happen when we were surf fishing my buddy was getting kelp off of his lucky craft same thing so i'm trying to cut it with the dikes and he's going oh oh stop you know like <laughs> yeah. and it, i'm like what do you want me to do bro he goes to emergency 
Mm-hmm. The fucking doctor's like, let me look at YouTube. Yeah. The fucking doctor, <laughs> yeah. They didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. Whoa. So they go, let me look at YouTube. Oh, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to cut it and push it through. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, they just charge you a thousand bucks for, you know, like. I would have done it for an 18 pack of beer and a laugh, you know, (laughs) we'd be good. A sap of whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. So that's another good one. That was a good story. Keep a mini bolt cutters on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because you you never know. And I was super careful. It wasn't like I was being, you know, dumb and not paying attention. And that's what I'm always scared of. A fish fish of that magnitude. I mean, it'll buck on you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How about, uh, have you guys ever caught anything like, like a, a, Different species, like a bycatch. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, Jeff hooked good. into a Jeff hooked into a fat uh, sheephead, thinking <laughs> it was the thinking it was the holy grail of bass. <laughs> Dude, the, I call them dream crushers because what it is for a split second, you think this is my double yeah, digit calico. This yeah. is this is going to be He's the guy. They're all based like this is it, dude. This is it. I fucking know it. <laughs> Comes and, up, Mike. It's a sheep. How big was it? Oh, Did you guys oh, keep it? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was probably, it was probably like an eighteen pound sheephead. Yeah, it was a big one. My it, wife doesn't eat fish, and I gave her a little piece. She's like, "Oh, sheephead's good, poor, yeah. poor man's lobster, dude. So good." Yeah. Another, another buddy of mine, we're, we're fishing. You know, a lot of times we'll fish tied to the beach, parallel, and you know, once in a while they're they're out in open water too. So we'll mm-hmm. turn around, throw like a cast, just sporadically out back. So my partner Jay does that, drops it down, wham! I'm like, "Oh shit, what is that?" Dude, it was like a 38-pound halibut. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Ooh, that Barnyard. was like great eating. Oh, it was you like barbecuing a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah? yeah I'm Is that barbecue. something, just a hobby you like doing? Or? Yeah, I've always liked uh, playing around with smokers and yeah. smoked meats and stuff Damn, like that. It's dude. another hobby, you know? Yeah. You got the Cadillac now. I know. Trigger <laughs> grills. Mother hooked me up uh, <laughs> Christmases ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, so like I said, tons of stories. Yeah, I've done that's some, what, done that's some what we're stupid trying to do. Yeah, we do I, I got more stories than Walt Disney sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what people want to hear. The regular guy kind of give his, yeah. uh, you know, oh, yeah. family man. Every trip is a good story. It's like, you know, it's just fun, good times, exactly. you know, good, clean fun with friends or whoever you're taking out, you know. Exactly. Always something cool always happens, yeah. you know, from seeing whales to dolphin to... You know, big bass, small bass, just, you know, just having a good time, laughing your ass off. Yeah. You ever got like a, uh, the call? Do you guys have VHF or UHF radio? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to. Especially you're out in the island. Yeah, there's a whole list of things you have to have. Like recently, the Coast Guard's been out there uh, rolling people up. Not having UHF, any kind of radio? Oh, yeah. You have to have radio, life vests, fire extinguisher, flares. Yeah, uh, I have all that. You know, I I got all that stuff. So, but the the Coast Guard was kind of straddling between Cat and Clemente, and I was coming back in with a buddy of mine, and, uh, I see this little boat charging towards me, but it didn't say Coast Guard or nothing. It was this little boat. And then the, the bow was up so high because they were charging. And I'm like, what's this fucker doing? So uh, my buddy Gus goes, I think it's the police. <laughs> and then finally the bow <laughs> came down enough, and I and saw the, the pole. Yeah. Oh, so I go, oh, shit. shit. So I pull over. Put the hey, away, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, totally. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Here, you're driving. Yeah, right. So uh, <laughs> there are young dudes, and they're like, hey, man, we're trying to pull you over. I'm like, well, I couldn't tell. You know, you have no sign. He's like, you couldn't see the light? So I told him no. And he's like, he was like, just show me this, this, and that. I, I already have it all in the pack. So I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. You're good. So he gave me some card, actually, that I could show. Yeah. And I'm good for like nine months. Oh, that's like, cool if they, shit. if they roll me yeah. up, I just show them. They go, all right, you're cool. Yeah, I've been checked. Damn, that's wild, dude. Yeah, so uh, you, there's definitely a whole slew of safety things you need to have if you're going offshore like that. Yeah, and that's when we had Eric on here, and like that's a great story. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, El Rolo, man, that's a that's a real deal. And who uh, Charlie was saying was it Bobby Martinez? Bobby mm-hmm. has yeah, his, has an old boat over off of Sacramento. Yeah, Island, Northwest he told Harbor. us that story too. That's that's crazy, man. That was actually oh, yeah. Larry. That was a guy that I fished with inside the harbor. Oh really? Yeah. They yeah. were both, both on that boat. Huh? Yeah, it was Larry's boat. They were fishing Clemente. Oh. They got in too tight. Did he get insurance on that? Uh, I honestly, I think he got real lucky and they didn't salvage the boat. They oh, just kind of said, "Don't worry, we'll use it for target practice." It's still there. It's still there. Damn. You can see but the yeah. hole up there. Yeah. No way. That's horrible, man. Yeah. So a couple yeah, of boats yeah. washed up over there. A lobster boat. Yeah, be careful, huh? Yeah, they, you know, yeah. Mother Nature's no joke, especially no. when you're going out there. Well, that's what I was telling yeah. you earlier before what's we started. A, what's a, give us a story when you guys were out when it was real rough. One time Like when I you was, didn't expect the weather to get – how quick did it change on you, the weather? Oh, it changes fast. I mean, one time I, I took Mike Escamilla out, mm-hmm. me and my buddy Jay, and uh, I knew the weather was going to be a little rough, but not like crazy. So we get to the east in the cap. 
and our rule of thumb is, you know, I don't know if people, what other people's rules of thumb are. If we can't go 20, we're not going to go. It's just too slow. Yeah. So we're cruising through from Cat to Clemente Channel, and we're going pretty good, like 25 knots. And uh, all of a sudden just changed, and the swell picked up, the wind picked Ooh. up, and we're probably halfway there already. And Mike's holding on, and we're going between the trough, you know, and the swell was probably seven to eight foot high. Oh and it was like God. one of those points, like, do you turn around and go home, or do you keep going? We kept going. So we get So when there. you get to San Clemente, there's nowhere to dock or anything. Right? Oh, no way. No, you're no. on your boat the whole yeah. time. So you're screwed once you get there. Yeah, unless you unless you are, you know, ran ashore or something serious. Yeah, you don't, no, step, not, you don't yeah. step foot on that island. You don't step foot on that island. But luckily, you know, it just it picked up, but we made it through. It wasn't that crazy, but it changed fast, you know. And we got there. The fishing was great and uh, came back. And it's usually just a wet ride home, you know. It's, yeah. it's the fire, fire hose. <laughs> for like three hours. Fuck. Yeah, I definitely recommend uh, snowboard snowboarding goggles. goggles. <laughs> yeah, when you got those on, you know it's a, a good one because it's oh, just dude. salt water to the face for two, three hours. <laughs> There's been times where I literally on Gary's boat and I just close my eyes. Yeah, because yeah, I, I forgot the goggles or this or that, and it's like you know, I aren't can you going to miss them. all this? Yeah, well, it's better than being burned by the wind and the salt water in the face. And no, it's know. definitely an adventure when you go out yeah. there. You Damn. play, you pay. Yeah, definitely, dude. Well, guys, this has been a great podcast. Yeah, I had yeah. a blast. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, on. Thanks, thanks for having, for having us. Me. Love to have you on again. Maybe for sure. uh, before you leave, you know, one more time. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to pr- promote your uh, Instagram page, anything no, like yeah, that? If you guys are interested in just looking at some fish porn and calico bass fishing, you know, go to Reyes Swimbaits Instagram and you can see our adventures and fishing stuff there. And, you know, hopefully one day my baits will be out for the, the public to use. But <laughs> yeah, they, hopefully, they, man. Yeah, they great. should. Yeah. yeah, they should, man. They'll sell. Anything you want to promote, Jeff? Uh, you know what? Honestly, for me, I just want to promote, you know, people getting out and trying stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling Gary, he hit me up earlier this week and. I said, you know, I like the one thing I like about this podcast is there's no politics, there's no clickiness, no, there's no nothing because a lot of that stuff kind of took over there for a while, and I think really hurted the industry. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, you gotta open up and allow people to learn off of you and promote that style of you know getting out and doing it. Otherwise, it just dries up. You know, people Definitely. get older, people get married, they have kids, and if you're not promoting the sport it just dies. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, all the newbies and stuff like that, get out there and try, man. We all did. Yeah. Got to learn. Mm-hmm. Very positive. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. It was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. All right. Later on guys. All right. Peace out. All right.